Thank you for joining this episode of Healing Race. We ended our last video discussing how some Americans view Black Americans as having a victim mentality when they push for racial equity. In this episode, I asked Andre what he would instead like white people to know about the Black community that he feels is not generally acknowledged by them. What do some white people miss about us in the Black community because of stereotypes expressed and how we've been painted over history and how these biases have affected me and others in the Black community? Let's get to that conversation now. Enjoy. would you want fellow Americans who are white to know about you as a, as a black person or, and, or the black community generally that you often feel they as a community generally, right. Or at least some portion of them don't know, like, what are the things that you think is, are misunderstood about you because of your blackness or again, about the, the community generally yeah. We are a community with a lot of heart, and there's no reason to be afraid of us. We are a loving, beautiful people with a lot of heart, you know, um, with a lot of heart, um, with a lot of heart. And I think that doesn't sometimes come through because Black people, you know, during after the Floyd, um, incident, I heard someone on TV say that Black people are not allowed to have natural reactions, and we're not. And we're constantly being scrutinized about how we, how we present. Yeah. And when people in control of um, information outlets choose to present exaggerations, hyperbole, um, the more sometimes less than graceful moments of a black person, yeah. then I think that heart is lost. So I'm thinking specifically of the myth of the angry black woman, right? And what is being communicated to a, a white audience as anger is really caring. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is a really, this is what you are perceiving as anger is a person loving. You know, that's, that's, so. Can you give a specific example of like where someone might like you, you know, or someone you've seen might've come off as angry, but they were being loving. Like, how does that, how does that manifest? I'm trying to think of a, it happens a lot and I'm not a black woman, so it doesn't yeah. happen to me. Yeah. specifically, but I have many Black female friends. Um, and it comes, to, and it manifests in a multitude of places, the workplace, mm -hmm. where when a Black woman is assertive and wants to hold her teammates accountable, let's say she's the leader of the team, project manager, yeah. she's bitter and angry when she's just caring about the output of the work and yeah. giving the client value yeah. when 
you know, black women or are out there on the forefront, you know, demanding change for us or demanding, you know, black faces on a magazine cover, for example, what they're, what they're caring about and loving is the, the, you know, the beautiful black woman that exists in this world that we, that we bring to the table, you know, we have to choose in this world as individuals, how we show up. And when I mean show up, through what lens am I going to perceive this situation? And so when a person is being, you know, let's say depicted as angry, bitter or whatever, ask yourself what else is going on here? How else could, how, in what other way could someone see this situation? Yeah. And it's one of love. Yeah. So that's an, that's an example, I guess, of, um, of, you know, what we were talking about earlier, the, the, you know, people in power presenting us in a certain way also, it, it's, it, it's serving a misinterpretation, but we as individuals have the power to ask ourselves, is there another interpretation of this individual and yeah. their experience? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds like, the, like there's a couple of ways to go with that. Like one is, is there a context of their life that led to this behavior that's understandable? I think there's the question of, is this a different way of, of expressing something that I, that is a positive, right? Um, like, you know, I, I don't know whether there's cultural differences in ways of expressing love, for instance, as you say, or caring about something. There are. Uh, there yeah. Are. So maybe there are. And, and so to the degree there, to the degree there aren't, we can understand how someone's different context can lead them in a certain way. And to the degree there are, then there's, like you said, like, does the behavior, could it have a different meaning, a different intention than the one we are imagining because of the way because the meaning that it, the way in which it's, it's typically portrayed. Um, and I hear you on that. Um, and it, it, it kind of gets back to this idea of, of having great, of, of having grace, of having, of giving space for, um, for someone to be themselves and to, to allow for a conversation to understand where they're coming from and um, not to place meaning on a behavior that we don't really know the, the motivation for. Um, um, I think on the other side, you know, what I would say is, I hope this adds on to what you're saying and, and doesn't feel like it discounts it. And, and, and this is again, the motivation behind why I think these conversations are important. There are, if there are cultural differences, racially, ethnically, in, in expressing oneself in different ways, right? Um, so you can have the same emotion, you can have the same goal, but you might express yourself differently because of what you learned in your cultural community. Sometimes cultural difference can feel unnerving. Um, like it could, it could feel scary, not because the person is scary, but because the environment is different. Yes, I, I, I right. understand. So, so if you're not, I, you know, we can even go beyond race or ethnicity. Like if someone came from a family where yelling at each other, you know, was mm -hmm. common. And then mm -hmm. someone else came, came from a family where you didn't do that. And then all of a sudden they're with their in-laws and that's the way you do it. 
I've had like, that personal experience. <laughs> yeah, that could be jarring. It's like, how do I deal with I've this situation? You know, like when when my family yells, they're angry, right? Yes. But I've when you're angry, when your family yells, they're just communicating. communicating. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, I remember I was like, uh-oh, like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I take your point. I do, because I've had... That was a very tangible example of that. I've had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if there are cultural differences, sometimes the meaning given isn't completely contrived by like the news media environment. Sometimes it's based on their actual experience in their culture. Yeah. um, Of of how these behave, what these behaviors mean. Yes. Um, But again, I just get back to this idea of like, that's why we have, to the degree that we think is valuable and important and necessary to relate to one another and to develop relationships that aren't segregated, right? That are that are open to differences. Like there has to be some space to be yourself. Um, like there's some tension between being yourself, but also knowing that sometimes being yourself could be taken as offense and you don't, you didn't know it and you get grace on the other side, right. To know that, Hey, I made a mistake. I didn't realize this was going to be offensive or come off the way it did. This is just the way we act. And can uh, I say something about that from a, 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 very, a very deliberate example from a yeah. racial perspective? Yeah. Because, and there are differences because for my experience of black culture um, and I'll say in the American South, because that's where my, I was raised and that's where I've lived most of my life. Yeah. Um, timidity is not prized. Yeah. B- people are direct. They are bold. They are assertive. And when I've been around white people, I had to learn not to be that way. Yeah. I had to learn that they're so not necessarily you tone it down, but you're a bit more refined. You are a little, con- you're, you're indirect in maybe sometimes your questioning or, yeah. or uh, expression. And it's a, it's a very, very different thing. Cause we, we, are, we are, in my experience of black culture has been around very confident, very direct, very bold, very assertive people. And that doesn't mean you're running, you're, you're insulting or telling people off, but you present an air almost like you're sort of like a, a power pose, you present an air of you are in control. And, and to people who are in their culture are not accustomed to it, it can come across as arrogant, you know, mean, all sorts of things. Yeah. And I've had to learn to be very malleable when I'm in various racial groups to understand what are the rules for presenting in this group. Yeah. What, what, why, why is it important to you? So when I ask you the question about what would you want, you know, your fellow white Americans to know your, your first answer, maybe your only answer. I don't know if you have other answers to it your, but your first answer was um, that we have hearts. Like, why did that come to mind? Like, why is that important for you for why is it important to you that white Americans know that? What's the relevance? Why prioritize that? For me personally, I think with so many negative images about black people, it could be perceived that we just don't care 
or our caring about our existence or our caring only runs the line of, you know, of, um, how can I put it, uh, human rights in this country, right? Mm-hmm. And what the reason I prioritize heart is because I want my fellow white Americans to know that we are just as nuanced, intellective, emotionally complex as other people. Mm-hmm. And we deserve the dignity of, of being afforded the human experience, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have heart just like you are. We're mm-hmm. not just whatever, you know, marginalization is, is convenient for that particular person in front of a particular audience. And I think that's, I mean, that's how you remember humanity is realizing that everyone is made up of the same traits that makes them human. And having heart is one of the most fundamental among those. And when I say heart, I mean caring, love, empathy, and all of the multiple ways in which it manifests and shows up in a human being. Yeah. Is there anything else? Is there anything else you feel like is a common either misperception or ignorance ignorance of what it's like to be Black in America or the Black community or, I don't know, is there anything else like you wish white people more generally, more broadly knew that you think that we have at least they at least seem like they don't know? Yeah, that we have wisdom. And mm-hmm. when you, you need to listen to you, and I, I, let me, you know, adopt a better, softer pose, you know, stance, but uh, you need to listen to us. When people are out there marching in the streets saying this is untenable, it's, I mean, how long do you think this is gonna go on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you can't kill all these black people in police custody or how, you know, all the different, circumstances around those deaths deaths, and then just think this can happen in the perpetuity. Yeah. The very vicissitudes of life teach us that things come to a tipping point. And so you may, not you specifically, but someone may narrowly see that protest in the lens of race, but there's a broader narrative, there's a broader uh, perspective at play and that broader perspective is for society at large. Like that's a, I mean, it's almost like a good analogy is is climate change, right? When you start seeing less ice on the polar caps, things are changing. Mm -hmm. That's the earth telling you like, wait, things are changing here Mm -hmm. and it may not change to your benefit. When Mm -hmm. people are marching in the streets, they're, they're, they're telling you things are changing and it's not to your benefit. Like, you know, you need to, you need to take heed. So, cause there's often this sort of perception with some black people in the community that if it's not coming from a white mouth, people don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I've personally experienced it. I've had mm-hmm. things that I knew that I knew at work that I've mm-hmm. communicated to people and mm-hmm. then went back and double checked. And I had to wonder, is it because I'm black? Like yeah. he's less knowing. 
And I'm not saying that people of any background or race are not capable of being incorrect or wrong, but yeah. you know, the wisdom, the, we have wisdom and it's a human wisdom. And it's one that we're very well as a people tapped into and it's voice is valid and you need to listen to it before it's too late, you know, before we have a society that's on the verge of complete revolution. What's like, what's the, so these are things that you are saying you wish they knew. I guess, what is it assumed in that is that you, you experience them as, you know, white people generally, again, uh, as not knowing these things. What impact, if any, does, does it or has it had on you to feel like white people generally don't see you as having heart and or wisdom? Like, has that had an impact on you to think that there's a, you know, some portion, some large portion of your fellow Americans that you think don't see the heart in you or don't see the the wisdom in you and in particular you know based on you being black like does that affect you yes because you're not me personally i'm not being seen yeah so it's harder to include and diversify and easier to dismiss you know uh injustice when you're not fully seeing a being as a as you know as a as a being Mm -hmm. you know it's not, I'm not being seen. So for me personally, I feel like I have to fight hard or figure out cobble together ways to be seen so that my life is a good one. So, mm-hmm. so that I can have a thriving life. Like, did you have doubts about your capacity to, I don't know, these capacity, you know, wisdom and, and, and heart are the two that you brought up. Um, like, did you get enough of that in your social upbringing that it at least was not imp- able to impact your, your personal view of yourself? Or do you feel? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. This is coming from my own lived experience as a child and be- who was partially raised by his grandmother. Yeah. You know, like, woo, I sit at the feet of the wisdom yeah. of, of my of my grandmother, like yeah. and and the heart of you know of black grandmothers and grandfathers all yeah. the way around. That's how I know it. And I said, and I feel it doesn't come through in mainstream society. Got like, it. So there's a way in which black this women is, have a lot of wisdom. Yeah, this is not affecting you. It, it hasn't necessarily affected you personally in the way of how you see yourself because you have you had models of people who did see you that way. But what it does do is affect your ability to be yourself in the world in the broader world that might that that you feel doesn't see you this way and therefore you have to kind of fight harder to 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 show that you are that person i guess the way it is to simplify it is like you know that you're awesome and you're like hey i'm like super awesome but the world is like no you're not yeah (laughs) i'm like no but i'm awesome like no you're not you know what i mean that's hurtful. <laughs> but especially when it comes to heart and wisdom. Like I sit at the feet of black grandparents. I wouldn't be here with this having this conversation. Yeah. You wouldn't have never, you would have never met me if it wasn't for my grandparents. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. 
the love yeah. that they poured into me. Yeah. And, and, and not that my mother and father didn't pour love into me. There's just something about being, and I don't know, maybe you see this with your parents at Indy. There is something about being a grandparent and I don't have children, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. That softens people and grandparents love to pour in mm-hmm. to the children of their children. Mm-hmm. And I see that maybe they were kind of, they acted some kind of way with their own kids, but when they have grandchildren, they pour into love into yeah. that child's being. They really do. I don't know what it is about becoming a grandparent, yeah, but I've yeah. seen it across races. I've seen it across the, and I, like I said, I sit at the feet of the, you know, that black grandparent experience. Yeah. It is yeah. beautiful. It is lovely. Uh, all of my grandparents are deceased. I miss it. And maybe, and because I think you've had similar with your grandfather. Oh, my no, best my friends. Husband. I mean, my 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 grandfather and grandmother were two of my best friends in life. Yeah. Yes, mine too. Mine. Yeah. I, I, woo, yes, mine too. And yeah. I, that's why. And I, I want. That's why I want to. That's why I chose wisdom and heart and prioritize those two because no matter where I go in life and no matter what happens in life or injustice that happens to me or thrown at me, etc. I remember that experience as an anchor. Yeah. And it, and it's, it was lovely. Thank you for watching this episode of Healing Race and stay with us for a scene from our next video. If you wanna see more conversations like the one you just watched, please subscribe to our channel, share this video with friends and family and like and comment on the video below. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our episodes and have an open, real conversation about race, email us at guests at healingraceshow.com. And if there are topics you think we should cover, we'd love to hear them. So please email your ideas to topics at healingraceshow.com. As always, thanks for your support. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you. Now, here's a scene from our next Healing Race. So I'm hearing kind of voices in my head of, of what I would imagine some responses would be to this idea. You said something specifically about white people care a lot about words, right? Mm-hmm. Or phrasing, <laughs> as I, think, I think you said phrasing. Um, and <laughs> uh, my guess is that there would be a lot of white people who would say at least in today's world, they feel very uncomfortable about their own phrasing and their own ability to say anything that might be even tangential to the concept, to the to the topic of race, right? For fear of saying something that might trip some wires, right? Um, and I have a very direct response to that. It was your very direct response. 